People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Hello friends and welcome to another episode. Okay, so just a little bit of housekeeping before we start. Today is Saturday the 26th of May and tomorrow 27th of May, Sunday, hopefully from about 8pm GMT. We're hoping to do a live feed which will encompass sort of a live show. So it'll be the, you know an episode which will eventually go out but uh, we'll do it live so people can interact or whatever. Interested in that then just go to our YouTube channel, I think that's where we're going to be doing it from. So just subscribe there and then obviously click the little bell, you'll get the notification, you'll know when we're on. What a time, whatever time that is for you around the world. Okay, so today we've got Dale Harder back on again. And he's had some strange things going on. You might remember Dale was on previous shows. Uh, he's the Palladian. Um, so I've had him on a couple of times now. But this time he's coming on to tell us about something strange things that have been going on you know, around him. And also a possible implant. Uh, again, the pictures for this I'll put up on the website, so if you want to head over there to see the pictures of the implant, etc., then that's where they'll be. And that is www.realmofthesupernaturalpodcast.com. And again, the link for that is in the show notes. Uh, so if you, you know, if you don't want to type it into Google, you just have to, you could just click there. Uh, but yeah, the pictures will be up there. So just head over there, and then it'll be under. If you scroll down on the on the homepage, you'll see a bit where it says, uh, you know, photos from recent episodes, something like that. Just click on there, and that'll take you to the page. I think otherwise it's on the episodes, videos, and uh, paranormal news page. So if you do paranormal news, that's where it goes on the website. Right, before we get into that show, I've got a couple of stories to do for you. Uh, very interesting stories, and both of them give me the willies. Okay, so this first story then comes from Stuart Jackson uh, in Manchester, England. And it goes like this. Back in the late 80s, early 90s, I'd be around 9 or 10 years old. And me and my dad took his mum and dad to Wales for a holiday. We was taking them to drop them off for two weeks. Anyway, it's an hour drive or so from Manchester. Dad and I were staying for the night, which was a Saturday night. So we had the day in Wales, fairground and go-karts, etc. The night we settled down for bed, me and my dad had to share a put-up bed in the living room area of the caravan. Through the night, I heard my dad get up and look over me and say, you'll be okay. Anyhow, morning comes around and I'm dozing. I can hear my dad talking to his dad and he asks him why he came out and looked over us that night. Slightly confused, Grandad asked my dad why he'd done the same thing to him. On hearing this, I jumped up and commented that I thought my dad had got up and looked over me that night as well. We were all perplexed. Neither of them would talk about believing in ghosts or spirits 
putting it all down to a mix-up. Me and my dad headed home. And when we get in, my mum sits me and my dad down and tells him an old friend of his had been stabbed the day before. Upon hearing this, he suddenly looked up as if he'd seen a ghost. Could this have been the experience we had the previous night? Yeah, interesting, very interesting. You know, you be the judge of that, what do you think? Do you think it was the ghost of his dad's friend who came to see him that night, just to reassure him? I mean, you hear so many tales of that sort of thing happening, so it's not out of the realms of possibility. Uh, either way though, I mean, it does give me the old uh, goosebumps, the heebie-jeebies, so... Interesting story, thank you very much, Stuart. I told you I'd read it out again. <laughs> Okay, so the next story then comes from Northwest Georgia in the USA, and it's from Flannery Lynch. And it goes as follows. I've had several supernatural experiences, several of which occurred in my old loft apartment. That had once been a carpet factory in the early 1900s. This evening in particular, I recall having had a late night. I'd been out on a date... We'd had a few drinks, maybe two or three, and when I got back to my loft it was already around half past one in the morning. Not drunk, but just slightly tipsy. It had been a fun evening, and there wasn't really a care in the world. It had been a fun evening, and I didn't really have a care in the world. I woke up from a deep sleep, and I want to say it was around 3.33am. That time stands out to me. I'm pretty sure that was the right time. I had left my bedroom door slightly ajar. My actual bedroom has no windows, just one door. A tiny light from the hallway was the only bit of light. Once I awoke, I instantly felt a presence. I was in sleep paralysis. I couldn't move anything but my eyes. The presence felt evil. This wasn't my first experience with something like this, probably my fifth or so. However, this one stands out because it was the only time I had a full physical contact with the entity, as well as I could see him, or it, as clear as day. I didn't want to look, because again I felt as though the presence was evil. I started praying to myself, because I couldn't speak. The man was turned away from me, facing the door. He appeared to be wearing something that looked like a white lab coat. He slowly turned his head to face me, not moving his actual body an inch. It was too dark to make out his face at first, and instantly I thought, maybe when I had gotten home late, I had possibly forgotten to lock my loft door. I thought this man had broken in, and I just knew... I was going to be right. I'm not sure why that was the first thing that I thought would happen. I just felt evil in this presence. I was paralysed. But I also could sense it was something supernatural. This wasn't a dream. Maybe somehow I had entered another realm. My senses were so heightened. There was a distinct ringing, as if I could hear a radio, waves or frequencies. The man approached me, slowly, and when he got beside my bed, he knelt down. I was still praying in my head. I tried to scream for help, hoping someone could come and rescue me if my door was still unlocked. 
Somehow, I managed to lift my right arm and I was laying on my back. And the man was now kneeling beside me. He was staring at me with his head tilted, mouth in a growl. Now that I could see his face, he looked half man, half dog, deformed, very creepy looking. I moved my right arm to push away his face from me. It was all very slow, as I recall, but I felt his face, his flesh against the palm of my hand. His head turned away from me and he paused for a second. He turned around and looked at me, even more angry than before. My hand still up from pushing him away. He turns to me a bit. He turns to me and bit my hand. I could feel his sharp dog-like teeth deep into my hand and fingers. I thought he was going to bite it off for a second. I screamed, or at least I attempted to. I ripped away my hand and somehow instantly regained function of my body. I sat up, turned away towards my lamp and flipped it on. Instantly, the eerie, evil presence was gone. I just felt spooked. I held my right hand and inspected it. No marks, no blood. My throat was sore from attempting to scream. I tried talking slowly and my voice slowly came back. I went into my living room, sat on the couch until the sun came up and then I fell back asleep on the couch around 6am. Again, you know, what a creepy experience that is. I know, I know some people are going to say, skeptics or whatever, they're going to say that that was probably just dream, sleep process and etc, etc, but... I don't know, I just get the feeling, again, like, you know, you've got to be the judge of this, I know, but I just get the feeling there's more to this sleep paralysis, I, you know, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're accessing a different realm or these things can uh, come access us a little bit easier when we're in sleep mode. It just seems coincidental that these things happen when people are sleeping, but like I say, you be the judge of that. Great story. Uh, again, it gave me the creeps. So, you know, if you've got a story and you want to send it in to us, it is just, well, you can do it via the website or you can do it via the email, which is supernaturalpod at gmail.com. And all, all the links for that are in the show notes, as always. Okay, so like I say, very interesting stories, both different, but both, you know, interesting. So, again, if you've got a story and you'd like to be on the show... Obviously, last week we had uh, we had Chelsea on. Chelsea joined us, which is fantastic. If you want to be on the show, you know you want to come on and either tell a story or be part. Just do one of the paranormal news uh, segments and just have a bit of a laugh. Then again, just contact us either via via Facebook. That's probably the easiest place to find us. Or again, you can just email us at um, supernaturalpod at gmail dot com. Right. Without further ado, I'll give you. Dale Harder. Obviously, a lot's been a lot's been happening since we last spoke to you. Um, so, do you want to just start from where we left off last time? Sure. And just uh, us... you want me to? Yeah, just bring us up to date. Yeah, you some kinda, things that have been going on. That's kind of jogged my 
jog my memory a little bit as to where we left off, but um, uh, let's see. Uh, I guess uh, one of the things I could start off with was uh, that uh, it was about August of uh, 2017. Uh, you know, the ships had been coming very, very regularly, and uh, I'm always thrilled to, to see them and, and have quite an emotional attachment to that. But uh, they suddenly stopped coming, and uh, it, this lasted for a period of about six months. And no matter how much I would go out and uh, call and try and everything else, I would get absolutely nothing. And uh, it, it really started to drive me a little bit batty. Um, I, I, I was uh, feeling uh, abandoned and uh, left as though, uh, uh, you know, I had no idea what was going on. And it really began to, to hurt, uh, you know. Uh, so uh, I didn't know exactly what to do. I just kept trying and trying. But uh, it was, no matter what I did, it just wouldn't, wouldn't work. So finally, uh, come later July, I'm sorry, January of 2018, uh, the ships did return, and they returned in a big way. So, you know, it just uh, it relieved all of that pressure and tension and uh, the abandonment that I had been feeling. But along with that came a lot of other things that uh, were somewhat unexpected. So... Uh, we can uh, we'll dig in and, and into some yeah. of that. And, Obviously, uh, they've gone away and uh, been maybe well equipped. Get some more <laughs> equipment, get some more gear. You know, Boy, I, a refurbishment know, here you know. and there. With <laughs> did you get Did you get a sense of why there yeah. was away? No, uh, absolutely nothing. It was blank. It was like uh, like a mother and child, and the cord had been cut. You know, yeah. I, I felt that abandoned, that gone, and. Uh, Generally, uh, that doesn't happen, but, you know, and no, no real explanation other than the fact that, hey, guess what? You know, we have other things to handle. We've got a world to look after here. We can't just hold your hand all the time, you know, yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more or less. And, uh, you know, so I, I said, okay, fine, as long as I know you don't disappear for good, you know, but uh, at least say goodbye if you do. Uh, and they did actually say goodbye uh, back uh, in that August time. A couple of different things happened, and uh, they did say goodbye. But I, you know, I just, I, I refused, I guess, to accept that or to understand that it was going to be for such a lengthy period. And uh, so, but I was thrilled to death to see them. And, uh, you know, they came back, and uh, and this time they were considerably more, active and more visible uh so you know uh and uh, it wasn't every night it wasn't every time and weather here is is terrible uh, as it is today it's 49 degrees and raining like a dickens and uh, you feel like you want to crawl under a rock so it's kind of hard to to go out and communicate under those conditions uh so that did prevent me getting out there and seeing them all the time but uh, they came back on three consecutive Monday mornings uh, so what I do is I go out you know uh, very early in the morning uh, it was a Sunday and then it's 2:30 typically in the morning when I'm out or later and so the uh, the returns were anywhere from 2:35 a.m. to as late as 5:45 a.m. And, 
you know, I'd either get a feeling to go out or I just went out and sat on my own. Mm. So interesting so what's, what's what's the information that they 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 give to you then dale i mean when they've come back obviously they've been away for a while um so when they come back are, are they different um uh, are they different from before different uh, in, they, uh, in um, information or different in uh what they're telling you no, no, it, it's generally the same kind of feeling like, you know, your family went away for a vacation or whatever, and hey, we're back, you know, uh, nice to see you, blah, 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 uh, that kind of thing. Uh, so not really that it's been any different, but uh, we are uh, currently in, supposedly in the middle of this event that uh, everyone has been talking about. And, uh, you know, that entails the photonic energy from the Alcyon sun as well as our own star Sol yep. and also from the uh, uh, center of our galactic core. Uh, so there's a lot of energies that are interacting at this time and we are moving from the 3D to the 5D. And, uh, you know, so a lot of people, including myself, are, are experiencing that. And uh, the, for some uh... it's... I mean, is this also in connection with the, well, the uh, Yellowstone and all this and making a bit of, uh, waking up a bit, Dale? Yellowstone's a bit active well, at the moment. Is this going to be, uh, well, this was my theory, wasn't it, Lee? My thought was going to happen. Uh, well, yeah. Yellowstone with that... the others and the San Andreas Fault as well. So Yeah, uh, I, I believe that the Earth is definitely going through that change as well. She has to. Yeah, she has to. Yeah, she is. And, yeah. you know, she's actually held on much longer oh, than I'll anticipated. <laughs> we're, we're way uh, over. We're on Bo we've been, I think we've been on borrowed yeah. time for about 200 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know. And she's, you know, she's held on as long as she can yeah, for us. And uh, I believe she was basically at the point where she's saying, look, folks, I've got to move on. Yes. Uh, those of you that can make the shift and make the jump with me, great. And those that can't, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to shake you off. Yep. And, uh, you know, and that's the way it goes. So, yeah, we're we're definitely experiencing changes on all fronts. Yeah. And, and for some people, this is a little difficult. And uh, I'm not. that's not to say that there isn't going to be some horrific things that happen, uh, much like Hawaii is experiencing right now. Uh, and stuff like that, uh, you know, so these energies are definitely shifting and moving. Um, but once we get through those things, uh, then the, uh, and the 5D is more prevalent, then it's going to be a very, very different place. Yeah. Uh, that will take a period of time, of course, as none of this stuff is instant. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of holding on, grabbing hold wherever I can and, hold on and trying to maintain, yeah, yeah. maintaining sanity and, yeah. uh, and hoping for the best. But I, I certainly find myself shifting in and out of what appears to be different realities and different uh, uh, levels of frequency. Yeah. Uh, and there are multiple things happening to me at one time. And it's, it's like it's surreal. It's like a dream, you know. And you, uh, ha instead of thinking that you're completely crazy, you just have to kind of hang on and realize what's what's happening. Uh, so yeah, it's it's very unusual. Cool. So <clears throat> you, you was recently uh, introduced into to the uh, Tibetan bowls or the singing bowls. So can you tell us a little bit how, about how that came about and what you've found using them? 
But I know Andy's I've got a big one. I've got, I've well, got a huge, you know, I've got a huge um, thing that's why he tells all it's the amazing. girls. Fantastic. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It has, uh, I, I would say, you know, because yeah. of my my music background uh, that, uh, and enjoying music and being a professional entertainer and singer uh, in parts of my life, that uh, I had always had a, a place for that uh, and, and meditation and so forth, things that I had been trained in in the past. But the uh, certain parts of uh, the Chinese culture and Tibet and so forth, uh, the monks in particular, the certain things that they practiced had always fascinated me. So I had this uh, innate desire, as it were, to, to listen to these things and had been uh, had heard them and familiar with them to some extent. But there became, uh, uh, if you recall, when I used to go out and talk to the ships, uh, and I'd ask them to come. I always asked my brothers and sisters, would they please help me with some healing for this physical body? Uh, because uh, the maladies and things that I've been suffering with for quite some time uh, due to my extended stay, uh, you know, it's been very difficult on me at, at certain points. A lot of pain, a lot of problems with my legs, uh, edema, and so forth. And... Uh, so it's been most uncomfortable and very difficult to push through every day. So I ask for this healing constantly. As a result of that, I believe that uh, they began pushing me uh, late last year. I kept getting this intense desire to listen to the brass bowls. Mm. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so what I did was I went out and I started digging around on eBay and various places and looking for CDs, music of the recordings of the uh, the brass bowls or the crystal bowls, which uh, is, is another type of a form of that music. And uh, so I, I went out and bought as many as I could and started uh, listening to it. And then the uh, uh, it, they sound especially good on the type of speakers that we produce. Uh, and uh, so I started doing some meditations and things with that. And uh, it, 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 it just became, you know, a daily or a routine type of thing. Okay. Yeah. What, what sort of, um, you know, where did that lead you with? What did you experience? Well, um, unlike most people, my experiences are a little bizarre, I guess. <laughs> I, I didn't have any immediate results. Other than that, I would do some meditation with them, and I would be extremely relaxed and uh, uh, maybe a little more receptive to some of those changes and energies and things that were coming in. Uh, we're able to deal with it a little better, uh, and I was a little more focused uh, than, than I was without it. But there weren't any what I would call miraculous changes that I noticed directly as a result of it. However, that was just a, a, a beginning of the process, as it were, uh, for uh, my brothers and sisters, I guess, to, to do more work on me, and, and uh, one thing led to another. So that led to uh, the preparation, I guess, or the frame of mind for them to return in January and uh, begin that process. Now, you know what they say. Be careful what you ask for because yep. you may get it. Well, I, I believe I got it. <laughs> you know, so, uh, and uh, along with that, uh, 
when the ships came back, then that leads us into the experiences that I have uh, keyed you into it before we started this. Um, and I, I guess, did you folks have any chance to look at that uh, link that I sent you? Uh, I've watched a few minutes of it, yeah. Okay, okay. It, it, it's not critical, uh, but it does uh, give you the, uh, the parallels, what I had yeah. found. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and at certain points in there, you can basically skip through it and find the pictures and different things in the parallels. So if you like, we can get into what started happening uh, and uh, where I am at this point. Yeah, please do. Okay, so uh, long about January 28th, I, uh, uh, as a consequence, uh, I'll give you just a slight background here is a consequence of some of the the physical difficulties and and maladies that I have to deal with I have a great deal of, of difficulty breathing at night and uh, sleeping and uh, this was brought about by the sleep apnea and so forth and I'm one of those people that is unable to wear the mask and different things uh, that we've tried throughout the years so I basically suffer through this stuff, and as a consequence, I generally do not sleep or haven't for the last seven years for more than 20 minutes at a time. Uh, to sleep for an hour for me is a real luxury. So uh, it's very unusual should anything be different than that. But along about uh, January 28th, uh, I awoke in the morning. Um, and uh, I had noted, I'm, I'm a clock watcher. I tend to look at the clock all the time for synchronicity and different things. And I noted that I had been asleep or gone for three hours and 45 minutes by the clock, exactly. And for me, that is a long, long period of time. Now, as I sat there at the edge of the bed, I was kind of like in a stupor. Pretty much like I felt like I had been drugged or something. I just couldn't quite get out of it. And I looked down at my left leg uh, and the top uh, of my leg at the, right at the knee area. And I noticed what looked like my skin had been slightly abraded uh, on a spot. And uh, it's kind of like if you just brush into something and you uh, maybe uh, excise the first skin layer and you've got a little bit of white skin there. And I just reached over with my left hand and I brushed it off and there was nothing to it. I'm still kind of in this stupor. So I got up and I went about, I guess, my business for a while. And uh, it took about two and a half hours for me to really gain my senses. And I sat down again <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me, I was wearing uh, shorts and I looked over at my leg, and here's a, a red mark. And I said, well, what is that? And as I examined it and started looking closer, I noticed that this red mark was actually a perfect triangle, a right triangle, and uh, that it, uh, it was like blood red, but uh, there was no pain and there was no blood or bleeding. And uh, so me being the curious individual that I am, I actually measured it. It came out to be six millimeters or one <clears throat> one quarter inch on a side and uh, it was excised perfectly as if someone had taken a razor blade or an exacto knife and 
traced it and cut it out, and it was one-eighth of an inch deep all the way around from edge to edge. So here's this perfect hole, this triangle in my leg. And I'm looking at this going, now what in the world happened to that? And, you know, so it was very bizarre. Uh, and, of course, I don't, uh, my old analytical things again, I pulled out the camera and I started taking pictures. So I took, uh, you know, seven or eight pictures of it in various angles and documented what I remembered and what I knew. Now, I, I suspected that it was from an interaction with the ETs. Okay. But it's not the kind of thing that normally happens uh, with my people, the Palladians. They would usually ask me or uh, warn me or tell me or something. It's not uh, not like an abduction scenario. And, and this resembles more of an abduction scenario. I have no memory. I have no anything. I'm just blank. Okay, so... Uh, some days go by, and uh, I again had another experience. This is into February, uh, and this time I was gone for a period of three hours and 58 minutes. Again, that's very, very unusual for me. So I knew something else had happened. I had that same feeling of being in a stupor, the whole thing. It took most of the day to come out of it. It was like a funk. But... Uh, Again, I have no memories. It's absolutely black or dark for those periods. And I have not begun to experience any, any flashbacks or anything like that. No dreams, no nothing. So uh, I began speaking uh, to my folks, you know, telling them, hey, I need some answers here. What is going on? And uh, one of the mornings when I was sitting and I, I do a little sitting and relaxing a little meditation before I get active <clears throat> I got an answer uh, to one of the things and it, I, I asked what is this triangle what's this all about and they had told me uh, the message that came through was that uh, this had been done so that they could get a DNA sample current and that they would be able to find me at any, any time any place on the planet if they needed to <clears throat> in a moment's notice. Uh, okay, and I said, oh, well, okay, you know, whatever. Now, it has been uh, since January, as I said, 28th, and uh, this triangle had not healed. It, uh, it was healing in, in its own way, but not fully. And uh, so it was a little over two weeks ago on Wednesday uh, that... Uh, the triangle itself had healed into a kind of a purplish pink uh, shape, uh, scar, if you will. And in the center of the triangle, there was still a white uh, plast that uh, resembled more or less like a, a, uh, a pimple, if you will. And uh, so I was rubbing at that with my hand, and all of a sudden this thing bites me. And by biting me, I mean it, it poked me like a pin. And I said, what the heck? You know, and so I rubbed my hand there again, and that thing poked me again. And I said, well, man, this is weird. You know, so scratching a little bit at the surface, I felt that there was something there. And so I excised it. And when I did so, I came across a, uh, a hard object that was inside this thing. And I took medical tweezers and, and removed it after I excised it. And this thing... Uh, 
uh, it resembled the size and, and shape of a sesame seed, similar in color. Okay. Uh, and uh, when I grabbed a hold of it with the tweezers and tried to pull it, it wouldn't let go. And it would pull back, and I'd pull it back, and I'd pull back. And I, so I had to really get difficult with this thing, grab a hold, and really yank to pull it out. Now, you would think after I did that that it would bleed, but it did not. It just left a hole. And uh, so I took this object, and I placed it in a small medical glass container, a little vial, and sealed it and uh, uh, you know, so that it would not become contaminated. Well, I... I knew, I suspected at that point that it was an implant. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, so in that keeping of that, I, I wonder what was going on with it. Now, uh, again, as I said, it, it was three Mondays in a row that the ships had come back. And these were pretty spectacular sightings. You know, they would come in and uh, instead of the usual three, four flashes, whatever, and some uh, feelings or messages, uh, these times they would come in and I would get, uh, with the laser flash, my return flashes to them, I would get anywhere from, uh, 10 to 15 or more flashes. So they were being pretty active. And a lot of times they were proactive. They'd slide in and they would flash me and say, Hey, we're here. Okay. And I would uh, respond, uh, using the laser and, uh, uh, they would respond to that, you know, so if I would send out three, they maybe send me two back and then, and, and so forth and so on. So, uh, on the, uh, and this continued as a, uh, each time more and more, and they get a little closer and a little closer. Now, let's see here. There's, there's so much that has taken place on that. Uh, I don't want to get out of context or out of, out of order. But I tell you that on, uh, oh, let's see. Do you want to describe the implant for us? Yeah, because we've got okay. a picture. Okay. Um, uh, did, did... Yeah, we'll, we'll get that. We'll get the description of that before I give you the, uh, the report on the other, on the last uh, big sighting. Okay, so uh, I went to a, a friend's house. Uh, a couple of gentlemen and I get together on a Friday night usually and Maybe we'll go out and have dinner and, and come back and sit and, and draw a bone for an hour or two, you know, like fellas like to do. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, big event for us. We're out for an hour or two, big thing, you know, home by 9 o'clock kind of deal. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we go out and have the little dinner and come back. And uh, so I met my friend's Jim's house, and uh, <clears throat> I showed them the little vial with the thing in it, and, uh, you know, they – they kind of tongue in cheek teased me and called me the um, the Palladian ambassador, <laughs> and uh, you know so they they joke with me, but they they tend to pretty much believe what I tell them, even though they themselves have not come to see the ships. But at any rate, so I showed them this, and uh, so Jim says, "Hey, you know what? I got a microscope. Why don't we take a look?" And I said, "You've got a microscope, really." So he comes back with a big box, and he's got a medical microscope. I mean, we're talking a serious instrument. It's about a $1,500 microscope. So uh, we pull this thing out and set it up. He's got slides and everything for it and all the details, you know. And I'm, I'm familiar with the instrument, so we take this little uh, chip out. I very carefully turn it over on a brand-new slide. I don't touch it or anything. 
and we put it under the microscope and I got it into focus and I'm telling you what, our, when all of us looked at it, our jaws actually bounced off the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, this thing, it clearly did not belong in my leg. It, it appears to be crystalline in nature uh, and it has multiple refractive colors to it simultaneously. It, uh, so it's red and green and blue and, and yellow and so forth. Mm-hmm. And it has a striation pattern throughout it, uh, a grid pattern, if you will, kind of like a, a, a uh, silicon chip. And the worst, the, the, not the worst, but the most outstanding feature was is that it had uh, hair-like uh, connections all over it. It had, uh, uh, and these look, well, for better lack of a word, call them hairs or wires. And they were located, there were about six of them located in different positions connected to this, uh, this chip. And they had been, uh, they had retracted somewhat. And it, they kind of look like if you take a hair uh, from your body, put it between your fingernails and pull it and let go, then it kind of curls up, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, that's what these hairs all look like. And they were solid black. They were, they were opaque couldn't see through them and so there were all these little hairs curled up and and some sticking out in different directions and these obviously had been from when I pulled this thing loose so you could see the one end where it was originally attached to the uh, uh, tissue in my leg and I said wow this is just unbelievable so we had no means to do anything about taking pictures and so forth of it uh, and, uh, so a week went by, we got together on the next Friday and this time I came prepared, uh, and cleaned up the microscope even better, make sure that all the lenses were clean and slides were pristine, etc. And I brought a camera, uh, to take, uh, pictures. And so we hooked it up and put the camera on it. And I took a series of about a dozen, uh, pictures in different positions, uh, forward, backward, chip upside down, etc., etc. And in that week's time, these hair-like uh, connections had receded considerably from what they were the first time we saw it. So it was as if they had uh, uh, started to decay or retract, but they were still very, very visible in the pictures. And so uh, we got some good pictures and so forth out of it. And uh, at this point in time, I have attempted to contact certain people to do a professional analysis of it uh, would be uh, x-ray and spectrographic and non-destructive analysis but so far I've been unable to get anybody to do anything with it and uh, the more people I contact uh, the less I get any uh, any uh, answers or anyone willing to, to do anything so I'm kind of perplexed about that but at any point uh, I, I keep the chip with me at all times I will not let it out of my sight these things have a tendency to kind of disappear, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Did they? So uh, I uh, forwarded a couple of pictures to you, uh, uh, just a couple out of the out of uh, dozens of pictures of different things that we're talking about today. Yeah, yeah, I'll add them. I'll add the pictures uh, into the show notes yeah, to and show, put them on the yeah, website the, the so people can have a look at that implant. Mm. The, the part, uh-huh. the, the part where you, the, the leg where you took it out from uh, Dale. I mean, before you, have you noticed anything? You know, I mean, sometimes I get a lot of, you know, sometimes you get the kind of buzzing in your leg, you know, kind of buzz, you know, vibrating something, yep. you know. I get that sometimes with my leg and my foot. 
you know, and it's like you think, well, what's going on? Why, why is my leg buzzing for? You know, it's like a strange. Mm. Um, again, it's, I mean, I've had some. I've had that, yeah, that, but you know, like um, like you know, because you get used to your phone being in your pocket on vibrate. Yeah, I've, I've had yeah. where I've had it where I felt my phone go off in my pocket, put my hand in my pocket, my phone's not there. Yeah, it's so buzzing. It's obviously in my yeah, legs. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's like trap blood, <laughs> trap blood flow or something. But well, or your head vibrates. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's different. Yeah, they're, then they're calling you. <laughs> they're making yeah. a personal call for you. So I have heard the uh, sounds. Uh, there are sometimes uh, some beeping. Yeah. that I have heard in my ears. Uh, I do have tinnitus to an extent, uh, you know, and I deal with tinnitus, that most yeah. of the time. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think tinnitus is um, what the medical terms, uh, I think it's a load of crap. I think it's the your pineal gland, your, your third eye. It's vibration. You know, you actually right. hear Yeah, you yeah. Have, I have heard that, uh, and there's a lot of people that are saying, that if you're hearing this, that there are particular frequencies and so forth. Yeah. I have not as yet pulled out a, uh, a frequency uh, uh, analyzer to see if there's any uh, frequencies or anything that I can pick up that are being transmitted uh, at particular uh, levels. Uh, but I do have that capability. Yeah. I just haven't thought about doing it. I mean, uh, but uh, these sounds that I get are distinct above and beyond what I normally hear. Mm. And uh, so, you know, sometimes I will get a series of beeps and I'll go beep, beep. And, and you know, and it's like, and it's in my head and you know, I can hear it clearly. Yeah. It's not outside of me. It's like it's being um, uh, directly put in, uh, but it's, it's certainly there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've got, I, I've, I've had this for many years. I've got this, you know, beeping noise in my ear, especially my left ear, yeah. not my right. My left yeah. ear is more prevalent than my right, but it's 24 seven, but it doesn't send you mad day, does it? It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. I hear it twenty four seven. Be you know, and like yeah. Well, you get to you get to the point where you know if it's a tinnitus and it, you know, you kind of override it. There's sometimes when it gets so loud that it drives me a little bit batty. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I can tell you. I can tell you that as a result. Now you remember again me going back to saying that. I'm asking my folks diligently. Yeah. I'm asking, please help me. Please help, give me some healing. You sent me here to serve. Let me continue with my mission. Let me do something. So heal me and let me be able to do this. All right. So I've got this implant. And I, I had to tell you that over the last four to five months, I have had healing. And my legs have cleared up uh, better than they have been in seven years. All right, uh, and the skin color was coming back. I stopped having uh, blistering and, and leaking of water and different things that I had gotten, and they looked so horrible all the time, so uh, infected in such a mess. And now they've cleared up to the point where I'm building actually new skin with new color and everything, and I actually have legs and ankles again. Is this and, from the uh, uh, implant? As soon well, as you put this I, out, I, started to heal then? I'm only surmising that it was a result of that. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I can't conclusively say absolutely, yeah, this is it, but I surmise that. Now I also have somewhat of, I'm reticent because I should perhaps should not have removed it. And I probably wouldn't have had it not poked me. But every time I would rub my hand over my leg, this thing poked me. And part of it, if you'll notice on the one tip, is very, very sharp. Hmm. And uh, so that part of it was sticking out, and I'd rub my hand across there, and 
you know, it would poke me. And so, you know, anybody else would have said, well, if it pokes you every time you rub your hand, don't rub your hand. <laughs> so, but it, nonetheless, I pulled the thing out and it has a twofold thing. So I'm thinking, oh, crap, you know, I shouldn't have done that. And, uh, you know, but uh, I can tell you I've had, a, like I said, the other time of uh, missing time. And I do have another implant, and it is quite clearly visible. And this particular one is square, uh, and it is raised uh, to a, a level above the skin. It, it appears as a bump uh, in a square shape, and it's on my uh, right wrist. Uh, yeah, under the wrist. But anyway, uh, I'm not going to mess with anything. But, uh, you know, so I can't say for certain, but yes, as a result, and also... As a result of the physicality of my legs and things getting better, I have been uh, uh, met with, I have this intense desire to watch what I eat, to uh, eat high-energy foods, high-frequency foods, yeah. to clean my diet, to detoxify my body. Uh, I have lost interest in food, as it were, um, and... Uh, I eat very small portions now uh, to the point where I am losing weight uh, without trying to lose weight, if you know what I mean. I'm not on a diet or something like that. I'm losing weight because I'm eating less. And when I do eat now, uh, most frequently it is that I can only eat half of what my portion size is or that type of thing. Uh, and uh, as a result of that, I'm getting more energetic and so forth. So, you know, again, this is something that I have an intense desire to do. Uh, and I think that is a, uh, also a direct result from the interaction uh, and maybe from the chips themselves or, or both, you know. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, they have told me on numerous occasions that in my present condition, being unhealthy, etc., that they couldn't take me on board the ship physically for any length of time because the high energy there would kill me uh, just as they don't come here in their pure form uh, and stay for a length of time because the energy for them is so high uh, that making the transition down to this level is very difficult on them or could cause them harm so they don't, just don't do it they can visit for a short time but not for a long period that's the reason they put me into a physical body yep well also, again, my take on this is also these, you know, us space people, you know, we're putting, I think we're putting on, we're, we're putting certain uh, locations, you know, all around the earth, you know, different, oh, yes. different ones. Yes. Also for karma as well. So these places cannot be destroyed, you know, in right. one place right. you've got like, um, they, can, they can put us anywhere on the globe, mm -hmm. put in a town. That can that town cannot be destroyed by that person being in presence in that town. I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's true. No, no, it's absolutely. Uh, and I think I think there's millions. Uh, there's millions. Yeah, yeah, million, well, yeah, millions. Yeah, the wave, the cause the waves. Yeah, Syria at the moment suffering bad, but these are these are the lower, dark souls that are doing all this. So it's their last, their last waltz before the change. Yes. Well, they're definitely in the last hurrah. Oh yes, definitely. They're 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 their asses against the wall now. And they know it, and they're trying to take as many people as with them as possible. Well, yeah, and, and, and they're in, 
they know they're going to lose. They know yes. they've already lost. They'll fight to the last one of them. Yep. And they they certainly intend to set the ship on fire and watch it burn as they as they leave. Yep. And that's exactly what they're trying to do to the Earth. And uh, they're achieving that to an extent, uh, which is another reason for a lot of the wars and the unrest and the politicality and all the things that are happening uh, with every country. Everybody seems to be up in the air, and that's entirely on purpose. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, and uh, so... I think these are things that we have to try and bear in mind and to not feed the animal, as it were, because what we concentrate on is what we produce. And so as long as they can keep humanity focused on all this negativity, uh, they will be able to, to keep us producing negative thoughts, negative energy, and they absorb that negative energy and so forth. Uh, that's their food, that's their sustenance, yep. along with the unfortunate aspect is that they do eat physically humans uh, at times, you know, and that's it's pretty <clears throat> grisly. They call uh, it, uh, yeah, called rituals, yeah. um, rituals. Oh, oh yeah. Rituals. Uh, and they, they do that at rituals and they sacrifice babies and various yeah. things. But, in churches uh, and cathedrals sure. and it's supposed to be these, these holy places. But you can uh, just imagine <laughs> ordering uh, ordering a human as just like we order a hamburger. Mm. And, uh, you know, so they do do that at various events and uh, consider humanity a delicacy. It's unfortunate, but true. And uh, but the, most of the time they are, are content to subsist on the negative energies that they can produce. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so we have to try and remember to maintain as high an energy level as possible, as uh, high our thoughts can be as possible uh, to, uh, to then the more that we do this, the more that we concentrate on the ideas of love and nurturing one another and uh, sending uh, energy to other people and serving one another, yep. then uh, the more that we can begin to defeat them. Because one good thought will wipe out a hundred bad ones. Uh, and, uh, you know, this has been proven time and again with uh, uh, more than 7,000 monks or so uh, meditating at one time and the results upon the planet. So, yeah, uh, we are responsible for our thoughts and our actions. And... Uh, but that's definitely occurring at this point in time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I've been <clears throat> safe for quite a while. Lower astral realms. This is where they come from. This is where they are. This is the source. This is where they live. There are four. Uh, they, they are not uh, made to the earth. They, they're man-made. So, But hopefully these realms, Dale, will collapse like a pack of cards. And they are doing it now. I they think so. Um, yeah. They should collapse you know, I believe uh, so. Yeah, we're yeah. definitely in battlefield Earth. There's they no need, question. They about need it. to be taken away. They are. They are definitely. They need to be removed. I but, think we're making progress, though, guys. I think we're making progress. Yeah, it doesn't seem, it doesn't <laughs> <really>. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Again, you, you only put the, the TV and the media. They only put out what they want mm. to put out, which is fair porn, anyway. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. And you know, it's kind of funny because. Uh, uh, here in the states, you know, one of the things, uh, as far as news and so forth, we turn to the BBC, oh. you know, <laughs> because British we seem to get brainwashing corporation, biggest <laughs> one in the, on the, bigger than Fox Dale. 
Uh, well, I don't know if they're bigger than Fox, but uh, you know they they seem to put out a little bit more information, a little more relevant and truer information in, in our yeah. case. But the stuff that we get here is just ridiculous, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, so, I, don't, uh, I don't watch TV. I don't listen to the radio. I don't read read papers. I keep away from it. I just keep. I won't listen to the fair porn. So yeah, I I pretty much do the same. Yeah. Except uh, I I tend to watch TV, but when I do, it is more for scientific uh, yeah. documentaries or uh, National Geographic or various channels that I can hopefully gain some knowledge from. Mm. Uh, when it comes to sitcoms, when it comes to news, when it comes to the, the sports and stuff, I can do without that. Yeah. It yeah, just definitely. doesn't. Um, the, the Palladians and uh, Dale, I mean, mm -hmm. have they give you uh, recently a, a kind of message you think, well, this is it, this is going to be... D-Day, this is it, the, the, it's going to be here when the EF changes. Have they given you any information or hints when this time's going to happen? No, uh, nothing other than that, uh, you know, everything is intensifying <laughs> greatly. They tend not to uh, put things in terms of time or dates or things like that uh, as uh, the, the humanity and our emotions and our uh, happenings here on this physicality are of such a nature that they can change in an instant. And while they can see the trend or the most likely outcome uh, of things that might happen in the future, uh, they only use that as guidelines for themselves. And so as far as I know, they generally do not give uh, a particular date or uh, that thing like that, they will just say that you're in a particular time uh, and, you know, things are increasing and be aware that this might happen or that might happen, et cetera. But there's never any, any definitive information that I've been given at this point, uh, other than the fact that, it, that it's like the quickening, if you will. And, uh, you know, so we are definitely feeling that. And they, they, they tell me, you know, be aware, be aware, keep your eyes open, be aware, and, and keep your energy as high as possible. And don't uh, now, lose your head like a headless chicken while, while the rest yeah. are running around, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You've got yeah. to keep your head. Don't, yeah. don't listen uh, to the quote. news, don't listen to what they're going to say, just do, just keep on doing it. Well, you know, and they, they uh, will tell me, you can do that, be aware of the things that are being said, but... You know, maybe only listen to 10% yeah, of what's of coming in. You know, it's like 10% you know, of it might have some value. There is there is truth in everything. The problem is is to dig through all of the garbage to find out where those little smatterings of truth lie. Yep. And that is uh, the same thing that occurs on YouTube. YouTube, I find, has become especially like that. My goodness, if every UFO and thing that I see on there had actually happened, and every picture had actually happened. I mean, we we wouldn't have any problem at all. They'd be here already, and then everything would be fine. And it isn't it isn't like that at all. Maybe uh, one percent of what I see on that uh, stuff anymore is of any value. But there are some truths there. Yeah. The problem is to know which is which, and it is becoming increasingly difficult. Not only as a uh, UFO researcher, as a human human being but also in any other level. And so, you know, sometimes it, it, we really have to rely on our uh, intuition 
to know what is is real and what isn't. And so I spend a great deal of time doing that and researching. But uh, you know, the, I take a lot of it tongue in cheek. Of course. And so uh, you know, but uh, there is that uh, there is uh, some value in listening to some things. Now, as far as our daily sagas between our government and every other government and stuff like that, I tend not to pay too much attention to it. No, do we? Well, I mean, I like... The puppets. They are just puppets. Same as anything else. I like, you know, what you said earlier about we are responsible for our own thoughts. I think that, you know... That's definitely true. That's definitely... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You keep them honest and true, then it'll go some way to helping... Yeah, of course it will. ...matters, won't it? But, yeah, well, again, it's been fantastic talking to you, Dale. Um, you'll have to keep us informed if anything changes uh, you get any new information you know please send it to us okay I will indeed uh, as I said I can give you some more pictures and things on the yeah, stuff please. that you've already got yeah, send them straight and, to uh, you know. it'd be amazing yeah I'll chuck it on the website and I'll put keep it in the show keep up the singing so. bowl as well because it's, it's have you have you been in uh, have you used it often Dale because I've got my own singing bowl singing ball sorry and um the harder you press the more higher the frequency have you noticed i mean i do sometimes when i when i had my study i used to really go and I, and my wife could actually hear it downstairs she went nuts and i'm going upstairs here with a singing ball just going round and round but the <clears> frequency <throat> coming out it, it changes the room it changes you can feel the yeah you can taste it you can feel it's like an electric little bum 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 you know about five minutes in the room uh-huh. a small room I can uh-huh. just feel the energy. Why don't they play, you know, that sort of stuff on hospital radio then? Well, because they don't want people to get better. That's why. Oh, yeah. That's why. <laughs> that's what hospitals are for. They're not. They're there not for you to get better. Well, you know, the uh, <laughs> a lot of people are have claimed, and you can listen to various sounds and tapes yeah. and stuff, where you people hear these uh, horns and various sounds being made that appear to be coming from the sky. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually had that experience myself just a few nights ago uh, of this week. And uh, it was a Monday or Tuesday. And I have to look at my notes. But I was out uh, just relaxing. And, and, and we had a very cloudy sky. But, uh, you know, my folks, if they come, they come. It doesn't matter to them. They'll come through the clouds or anything. Uh, and I was just sitting out there kind of relaxing. And it's 75 degrees. And uh, all of a sudden, I had five times I heard uh, the sounds that sounded like a a foghorn of a ship that would be out on the ocean. Hmm. But it was clearly coming from what appeared to be the sky. Hmm. And uh, so I had five different blasts of that, and that was pretty intense. Uh, You know, so I'd never heard it directly before, although I'd heard heard tapes and things like that. Isn't that in in Revelations, Lee? You know, when when a, when a time when the change is going to come, they'll hear Gabriel's horn. Well, Gabriel's yeah. horn's vibration, isn't it? This is in Revelations. Yeah. I mean, I don't believe in the Bible. Well, the Bible's okay. Some parts it's, it's really encoded. It's quite it's quite good. But you well, know, it's a yeah, it's, it's a history it's really book. book. It's it's great book. But yeah. uh, I'm sure in Revelations it said about Gabriel's horn. When the changes come, you will hear the Gabriel's horn, which is getting exactly vibration. So, yeah, yeah, and there's all different levels of these sounds and everything too. But uh, in this case, this sounded like kind of like a foghorn or a. Uh, are a they coming from a certain position, Dale, or are they just a different area in the sky or the same location? Uh, it just uh, appeared to be from the sky, but not a particular point in the sky. Just everywhere. 
And, uh, you know, it's, it's a very bizarre kind of thing. It's kind of like I was sitting at the lake and there were ore ships that might have been way out into the distance mm. and uh, the fog and so forth. And you, and you hear these sounds, you know, but uh, that came five distinct times and then just went away. So I, I've had that experience uh, in the last week. Uh, and uh, I, I had one particular, I, well, we've got no time left here, I guess. But uh, I, next time I can tell you about uh, one of the sightings that came that was so unusual. And uh, they really pulled out all the stops. It was pretty much like uh, like a movie Close Encounter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. I'll, 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 I'll uh, listen Definitely listen to that one. I said, I think, I think our brothers and sisters are coming, mate. They'll come when, when it's absolutely, got be, it's got to be the right time. It has to be the right yeah. time. Just you keep know. looking up, fellas. Just yeah, keep looking. They'll come, but I'll see. And also, keep looking around you. You never know when you're going to see an ET. Yeah, well, the, the, quite a few no. of them are cloaked, aren't they? Quite a few are cloaked. Yeah. Not only so. do I deal with the Palladians, but I deal with about a dozen other races as well. Mm. Yeah, I so uh, I always invite them and ask them to come too. So who knows? That one of them might be responsible for part of what's going on with me. Possible. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay, well, thank you, thank you Mr. Elsh. It's been thanks great. so much. It's been a pleasure in, talking to you. Stay in touch. Stay in touch, definitely. Okay. Take care, Dale. Talk soon. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, so please remember to subscribe. That helps us out massively. Visit the website if you're interested in purchasing a t-shirt or a mug, etc. Again, if you go on the shop page and you scroll down, you'll see uh, happy shoppers there in their garments, and they look fantastic. Um, that's just the shoppers, but no, the, the garments look fantastic as well. So uh, go, go and check that out. That is on the website. Again, all the links to that is in the description, and we will see you hopefully tomorrow on the live feed, but if not, we will see you on the other side. Thanks for joining us, and have a great week. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back.